Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Holistic Happy and Healthy Podcast. My name is Deanna Deacon, and I'm your host for this journey to live a lifestyle that creates happiness and health in your everyday life. This is the place for the conscious woman seeking balance in her food, her fitness, her fun, and her relationships. As a certified holistic health coach, a body positive advocate, wellness warrior, and founder of the Soulful Sisterhood, I am honored to have you here with me. Together, we will hear from wellness experts, lifestyle gurus, and amazing entrepreneurs who are going to guide us along this journey to live a lifestyle that is holistic, happy, and healthy, just the way we've been seeking. Let's get started, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Holistic, Happy, and Healthy podcast. My name is Deanna Deacon, and I am so glad that you're here joining me on this journey of life right here, right now. So some pretty crazy stuff has been happening lately. Um, it it has been very intense, a lot of emotions, a lot of experiences, a lot of lessons learned, a lot of growth, a lot of challenge, a lot of pain, and everything that I'm referring to is my personal experience with the uh, recent situation of the BC wildfires of 2017. So In the last three weeks, there has been, I think, over 230, 250, something like that, forest fires that have broke out in British Columbia, Canada. It has been primarily in the central aspect of British Columbia, and uh, the very first fire that broke actually happened in my community. So unfortunately, the fire began on a Thursday, and on the Friday following, the next day at noon, I was ordered to evacuate my home. The reason for the evacuation, obviously, is because the fire had grown significantly in 24 hours and was an actual threat to my home, my property, everything that I have here. For those of you who follow me on Facebook or Instagram and you see videos and pictures, you'll know that I absolutely love where I live. I live on 3.2 acres. It's all beautiful, wild, green space. I practice yoga in basically every corner of my property. I sit outside constantly. I am out there playing with my dog Dixie all the time. I really, really love my space. And not only that, I really love my home. It is a beautiful house that was built by the previous owners with a lot of love, a lot of really beautiful, good energy, high vibrations in this, in this building. And you can tell, even when you open a cupboard, you can tell that it was made with love. You can tell that it was made with precision. And the thought of this house that I'm in right now burning down was a devastating thought. So, um, as I said, the fire broke on Thursday and I was evacuated on Friday. It is now three weeks from that date on Friday as well. And for two weeks, just over two weeks, I was evacuated, meaning that I was not able to go back to my home. I wasn't able to come back and water the plants or check on the property. I was not allowed to be in the area for fear of the fact that the fire may turn at any moment with the wind and come and actually burn down this community. In the community that I live in, over those two, just over two weeks that I was evacuated, there were a handful of homes that were burned down to the ground. It's devastating. It's so incredibly sad. As much as I can say and you can say it's all just stuff, it's just a place where you live, it, you know, you can rebuild it, you can make it all happen again, that doesn't necessarily make it any easier to lose your home. Some of the people that I personally know who have lost their home, this is their family home. 
This place was filled with memories and photos and experiences and, you know, writing on the wall when the kids were getting taller, those kind of things that you cannot replace. And again, yeah, it's just stuff. But until you're faced with that experience right in front of you, until you are standing in front of a burnt mess where your house used to be, I don't think we get to have any judgment about how they are to feel with that. I don't think we get to have any say over what that experience is like until we've been through that. And as I'm sure you know, in a sense of trauma or traumatic situation, people respond differently. Everyone is different. Every experience that we go through is completely different. It, it, it depends on who we are, how we deal with panic, how we deal with extreme sadness and loss, how we deal with our emotions in this experience. Some people are incredibly calm. Some people absolutely panic. Some people dive so deeply into their work or their what they're doing in their life to keep them distracted. Some people fight with their partners. Some people just go with the flow. Some people don't really seem very um, affected by the experience in the situation. And every single one of these ways of dealing with it is completely fine. That's what this podcast is all about. The idea of acceptance, the idea of just accepting who you are and how you deal with situations. There is no right way. There is no way that's better than another. Yes, some ways may allow you to maybe accomplish more or maybe to not panic and actually get all your things out of your home when you're put under an evacuation order. However, it's no better and no worse than someone who is completely panic stricken. That is your body's way of expressing this emotion, of dealing with this experience, of just being in the moment. So what I've noticed over the past few weeks is that the way that I have responded to this experience is completely different than I thought I would have. I have had a lot of moments of extreme emotion. Emotion to the, the to the point of, I would say that it's uh, borderline depression, where one day I feel completely normal, like myself, quite happy, see all the positive sides, everything's great. And the next morning I would wake up and there would just be this heaviness on top of me this weight that I wasn't able to lift, this weight on my thoughts, this weight on my mind, this weight on my emotions, I just felt heavy. And people would ask, you know, what's wrong or what can I do for you? What do you need? And, and there was no answer. There was nothing wrong. Yes, it's all just stuff. It's just my home. My home is still standing. I knew that. And yet still, I felt so heavy and it was really hard to break free of it. So I didn't. I accepted it. I sat in the emotion, which is really freaking hard when you're at other people's homes because you're evacuated and don't have your own space. When you don't have your, you know, I'm used to coming into my office, which is where I am right now, having my space in here or going outside for a walk with Dixie around the lake where I don't come across another human being, where I get to be with my thoughts, be with my emotions and physically express myself. However, when you're in another person's home, you don't have your own space. You don't have the same quiet and solitude you're used to. You don't have your resources in front of you. So to sit with this emotion and accept this emotion and be willing to express this emotion to other people is a bit of a challenge, especially for someone like myself, who everyone kind of sees as just this really bubbly, positive, happy, everything's great kind of girl. 
And I love that. I mean, the fact that people see me that way is such a compliment and it's beautiful. And I really want that to be what most people have as an experience with me. But that's not all of me. I'm not just happy. I'm not just positive. I'm not just bubbly. I'm everything. I am a whole human being. I feel everything. And going through a traumatic event like I've just been through and I'm still going through at this moment, it's not easy. And there's nothing saying that I'm supposed to just be okay. There's nothing saying that I'm supposed to just get over it. There's nothing saying I'm supposed to just, you know, go and enjoy myself while I'm on evacuation. And no one really put any pressure on me to do so. But you know that sense when you're in someone else's house or you're with a group of people or you're at a social event and you don't feel up to it, you're not happy that you're there because you really just want to deal with your emotions. You kind of want to share with them what's going on, but you also don't want to just be that downer who, you know, brings the energy and the vibe down and everyone's like, oh, are you okay? Can we help you? Da, 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 da. You kind of want to, you want to try and support the whole group, the experience. It's hard to really accept your emotion when you're in that social setting. And that's what I found was really challenging for me because if you've heard from a few of my previous podcasts, uh, when I was young, I've, I just have always been a people pleaser. I've been the person who tries not to rock the boat, the person who will accept someone else's opinion simply to allow them to feel acknowledged, the person who will say, oh, whatever you want to have is fine by me <laughs> when you're talking about a restaurant to go to. Now, I've worked through a lot of that. Um, it's not necessarily who I am to this day. However, those elements are definitely going to come out when you're going through a traumatic experience. So for me, it was hard. It was really hard to accept that I was in the state of uh, what I would call a depressive state. I was sad and I was heavy and I was unhappy but I, I didn't really know how to express it or explain it. There was no specific reason other than, yes, of course, there was a chance my house was burning down. But if you're not experiencing that yourself, you don't really understand what that's about. So someone can try and have some empathy for me, but it, no, <laughs> it's not the same thing. And even someone who is going through the same thing, I mean, like I said, everyone deals with it differently. So the fact was, here I was feeling so heavy, feeling a bit depressed, as though I couldn't bring myself out of it, trying to accept it with no judgment to myself while being in social settings without having my own space and trying to be a kind, courteous guest and still a good person. Is anyone else exhausted just listening to this? I mean, it was, it was really hard. It was really hard, but I'm, I, I feel really good about it. You know, like I, I really allowed myself to experience everything, to experience the emotions, to experience the happiness, to experience the pain, to experience everything. And I was open and I was honest and my communication got a little wonky with my partner because I was very emotional and, and I, I caused quite a few fights. My apologize, my apologies to Luke. <laughs> um, and, and I was aware that I was doing that, but that was my way of expressing myself and my way of releasing. And again, I, I'm not trying to say, yes, go in a traumatic situation, just get in a bunch of fights with your partner. <laughs> that's not what I'm condoning. I'm just acknowledging that that's, that was my way of expressing it. That was my way of getting what I needed. My needs met. I needed one-on-one -on -one attention. I needed someone to check in on me and check in with me and ask me how I was doing and ask me how I was dealing with this. I needed that support. And sometimes 
You just have to do the things you have to do to get what you need. And anytime you do something that maybe doesn't feel fully like you or you don't feel super stoked on the way that you dealt with it or, um, you know, like in the situation with, with Luke and I, I caused some arguments in order to get some attention that I was looking for. I acknowledge that and I always apologize when I can see that I've done something for my own purpose, you know, what, if it's bringing him into it and I'm doing it for, to meet my needs at that moment, I'm not acknowledging him and his needs. I'm not being there for him in any way that I can. I am being there for myself, which is important. However, especially if you're in a partnership or with a really good friend or family members, I think it's equally important to acknowledge when you've put yourself first and not them in that moment. So In that situation, I always made sure that I apologized to Luke and I appreciated and thanked him for the love and support that he did end up giving me. That was really important, really important for me to do for him. And I think really important for him to receive from me as well, because we can be there to support those in our lives and we're going to do it regardless, but it's nice when someone can acknowledge your role in it as well as acknowledge their own role with it when they're when they're struggling a little bit and you can see what they're doing and why they're doing it, it's nice just to it's nice just to know that they can also see that for themselves. So when it all comes down to it, I'm now back in my home. I'm still going through a little bit of emotion, a little bit of 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 trauma with it. My house is standing, my things are here, my yard is perfect. I'm sitting in my office with this big huge bay window staring out in my yard. Dixie and her friend Addison are playing in the yard. It's really quite beautiful. Birds are in the tree. I have a swing swinging in the wind. It's really nice. But I'm still acknowledging the experience that I have had and the experience that I'm still going through and still releasing. This is going to be something that I will remember for my entire life. Being evacuated from your home is not something that you take lightly. Having to pack up boxes and boxes of of memories of my mom, because I knew that those are things I could never get back. Having to put those in my car, as well as think of what, what else do we need? I grabbed my client files because of course I wanted to make sure that I could still serve my clients during this experience. I grabbed my filing cabinet because to be honest, it's not super well organized. So I couldn't grab just one or two files from it. I had to grab the whole thing. (laughs) I grabbed some clothes, basically the clothes that I had on the drying line. I just took them off and put them in a bag. Didn't bring enough underwear. Didn't bring enough socks. Didn't bring, you know, the things that I actually needed. So I ended up going and buying things, which you always can. You can always buy them again. But walking through your house, considering what should I take and knowing that what I don't take has a high likelihood of burning to a crisp. Of me coming home and there being no home. Of anything I forget being gone. No chance of getting that back. No chance of finding that again. Or at least very small chance. That's, that's pretty intense. It's pretty, it's pretty scary. It's pretty confusing. Um, and then there's the simple things like So our house didn't burn down, which we are so grateful for, so thankful for. The firefighters did an amazing job. The wind worked in our favor on the day that some of the houses burnt, and then the wind switched and it went the opposite direction, giving the firefighters a stronger chance of being able to put the fire out in that area. It was amazing. We are so grateful that we have our house. But while we were evacuated, we went through this experience of knowing that there was a high likelihood that our house was still standing and it was okay, but not knowing what kind of damage there would be from the smoke, 
not remembering if we closed every window or not, being fearful that there might be looters that were going around and breaking into homes knowing they were vacant and stealing everything, not remembering what we left on the counter. Like I left a full cup of tea on the counter. That was moldy. It was disgusting when I got back. There was dishes in the sink. There was like a bowl of cereal or something with some milk. That was disgusting. There was a lot of crap just left around. And in our fridge and our freezer, they turned the the hydro off and the power so we didn't have any electricity in our house for mm, quite a while. When that happens, everything you have in your freezer thaws. So there was a lot of meat in the freezer that thawed and there was just blood everywhere. And then they did turn the power back on so then it was frozen. So it didn't smell quite as bad as it could have, which was really great. But it's disgusting. <laughs> like it's it's not a pleasant thing to come home to. We had so much moldy food in our fridge because, you know, you keep your leftovers in your fridge because you assume you're going to eat them the next day. You don't assume that you're going to be evacuated and that you won't be able to. <laughs> I know a coworker of mine, she said that she left a whole bunch of raw chicken in the fridge because she was going to make chicken for dinner that night. Can you imagine how disgusting that was to come home to? Raw chicken sitting in the fridge with no power for probably about a week or a week and a half, but also just sitting in the fridge for well over two weeks? Well, it's disgusting. And these are what I mean by the simple things. These are the things that, yes, you can clean the fridge. Yes, you can clean smoke damage off the walls. Yes, you can replace your fridge if you need to or your furniture if it's really smoke damaged. But it's still not pleasant. It's still not enjoyable. It's still not something you would choose for yourself. It's still work. It's still things that you think about. It's still stuff to do. It's still something out of the ordinary. So as I said, we are incredibly grateful that we have our house. And I am by no means trying to say (laughs) that we have it hard because we had to clean our house. I don't mean that at all. I just mean these are the things that someone like myself and probably you would not think about until you've gone through the experience. Until you've actually had that situation occur in your life. That's when you're like, oh, great. So if I'm ever evacuated again, I'm going to clean out my fridge. <laughs> if I'm ever evacuated again, I'm going to put all my dishes in the sink. You know, what's funny is um, I actually did kind of try. I filled up the dishwasher, put soap in the dishwasher. I think I pushed the button to have it start in a couple hours, knowing that we would be gone. And then someone must have opened it and then closed it, didn't push the button again. So it was just like gross, crusty old dishes in there with like weird gelatin soap. Oh, it it was just a weird situation. But these are all just the simple things, the little things that come along with some sort of massive experience like this. But what it comes down to is even that experience of, you know, these simple things being more annoying than anything, accepting that it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be annoyed. It's okay to be frustrated that now there's more work that you have to do that you wouldn't have had to do if this never happened. It's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to have the experience that you're having, whether you have fire in your area whether you are going through a life-changing experience with someone in your family or with your partner, or, or maybe you're having a child, maybe you quit your job, maybe you're trying something new for the first time, maybe you left your partner of 10 years, whatever is happening in your life, how you respond to it and how you react to it is okay. It's completely okay. When you learn to accept who you are, When you learn to accept your experience as just that, just your experience, you gain a deep wisdom and respect for yourself. 
when you can accept the experience that you're having and the way that you respond to it as just that, just what it is, no judgment, no need to change it, just accept it as where you are right now. It is empowering. It is powerful and it is healing. That's not to say that maybe in two years, maybe in two years, you'll deal with that situation completely differently because of the growth that you've experienced throughout those two years. And that's beautiful and amazing and perfect in itself. But the number one killer of your health and vitality and well-being in your life is guilt. If you feel guilty for being upset about something, if you feel guilty for eating a certain food that you know you shouldn't because it's not allowed in your diet, if you feel guilty for feeling emotional about a situation that you don't think you should feel emotional about, that guilt is going to wreak havoc in your body and on your well-being. Guilt is exhausting. Guilt is unnecessary. Guilt is a useless trait. And trust me, I suffer from my own bouts of guilt on a regular basis. But I work hard to accept that that guilt is there and gently ask it to leave. I accept that it's there to serve a purpose. It's there to prove something to me. It's there to teach me a lesson. And then I practice acceptance. Acceptance of myself, acceptance of my emotions, my feelings, my experiences, who I am, my being. And I just keep practicing. Practice, practice, practice. Before this podcast, I decided to pull a card, um, just thinking about everyone who maybe is experiencing something right now that has a little bit of guilt attached, a little bit of self-doubt, a little bit of not good enough. I pulled a card for you. If this is you and this is what you're experiencing, this card is for you. The deck that I pulled it from is called Wild Woman Mystery Cards. And gentlemen, because I know there's a few of you listening, please consider this card to be designed for the feminine aspects of you in your being. Even though they're called Wild Woman Mystery Cards, what it really is engaging with is the feminine side of both you and all of the women who are listening. The card that I pulled, and I'm going to read it to you, is called Temple. Your body is a living temple of love. It is your guide, unfolding your journey in a language necessary to learn. It wants you to accept all that happens to it and all that it is. It is there in service to your soul, showing you your karmic patterns ready to be seen and resolved. As your guide, your body, its intuition, and its knowing will show you your path and be harsh in its lessons should you decide not to listen and allow your mind to be your only director. This I find is just so interesting. So I decided I would record this podcast knowing I was going to talk about my experience and knowing that the theme of it was going to be acceptance. Then I pulled a card. The card I pulled was temple. And this temple is talking about trusting and accepting your body and your experience, trusting that your body has that intense wisdom that it's going to share with you every single day. It's only your choice to listen to it. I'm going to continue reading now. When you feel discomfort or pain, express what is behind it. Even if you don't know, just begin to express through writing, drawing, creating, and feeling through whatever moves you. If you don't know the why of it all, follow the path of wisdom, wild woman, and have not knowing as your priority, knowing only where you are when you put your foot down to the next step. As these places of discomfort come up for consideration, 
you will see the clues or directions ready for or needing attention. And in the same way, when you feel your passion and your desires, step into yourself and allow. Let yourself flow with the rhythms of your body and the universe and her great mystical divinity. Your body, wild woman and gentleman, is a living temple of love, a sacred place of power, a guide manifesting for you, tangible access to the direction of your path. It is like a map with keys to access all parts of your human experience from your heart to your soul. It is lighting the way. Follow it and your destiny will become clear. I'm so curious to know your thoughts on that. I pulled Temple for Wild Woman Mystery Cards, and I read it out to you. What do you think about that? How does that show up for you? And what you just listened to, how does that show up in your life? How are you allowing yourself to accept your body as your clear path to wisdom? Or how are you holding yourself back from accepting that? How can you practice more acceptance in your life? How can you practice acceptance of yourself and acceptance of others? How can you practice non-judgmental thoughts? Trust me, I know it can be hard, especially if you're like me and you get a little hangry if you haven't eaten enough and you've had a long day and you haven't had enough water, etc., etc. It's hard. It's hard not to judge other people. It's hard to have a positive mindset. It's hard to accept who you are at all times. And that's why it's a practice. So I want to leave you with this thought. What is one thing, just one, that you can do today to practice acceptance of yourself? What is one element of your being that is craving and crying out for you to accept it? How can you accept that element today? I would absolutely love to hear how you're accepting yourself. You can find me on Facebook and send me a message or comment on one of my Vitality Pure posts. Or you can just comment in the podcast for iTunes. Leave me a review and let me know how you're accepting yourself. This is so important. And as I said, guilt is just so unnecessary in our body and it's going to wreak havoc. If you suffer from guilt, please try and find a way to accept yourself one element of yourself right now. And if you want to take it further, come and have a chat with me. I can help you. I can see the elements of yourself that you're not able to see, the elements of yourself that you're not willing to accept and allow you the space to start to explore them. It can be scary going down this journey of trying to just be the best person that you can and trust and love yourself and everyone and all these things and have this beautiful, holistic, happy and healthy life. (laughs) It can be a journey and it's not meant to be done completely alone. You're not meant to feel isolated. And that's why people like myself are here. I'm going through my journey at the exact same time that you're going through yours. I'm just willing to give my life to support you with yours, just like you are utilizing your life to support others in probably a completely different way. We all have our gifts. We all have our talents and we all have our way of serving humanity. Allow me to serve you, to find your well-being, to find your acceptance, to find your happiness. Because I can guarantee you, guarantee you, it starts with you. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. It's been an absolute delight to share my experience with you. And I can't wait to hear what you are accepting in yourself today.
Thank you so much for joining me on the Holistic Happy and Healthy podcast. It means so much to me that you take time out of your day to share with me on this journey. It really lifts me up and lights up my heart to know that we can come together in a sense of community to truly support each other, lift each other up and elevate our lives. For more information about holistic health coaching, you can come find me at vitalitypure.com. And if you want to join our soulful sisterhood, just visit us at soulfulsisterhood.com. Thank you.